Did you know over 30 million Americans suffer from an eating disorder? Among 3% of adolescents from the ages of 13 to 18 are diagnosed with an eating disorder. Generally, adolescent girls are at higher risk to developing this eating disorder than are boys. 18% of adolescents at a young age are dealing with some sort of eating disorder. Hey guys, today's show I have a special guest by the name of Kevin Barciaga. He is an eating disorder coach. This is so important with all the statistics that we're looking at. 30 million Americans are dealing with some sort of eating disorder. So what Kevin is going to be teaching us is his journey on overcoming the way he thought when he struggled with an eating disorder, but he's going to help us understand what he teaches his clients in rethinking the way they look at food and their relationship with themselves. So let's get to work. You're listening to the Purpose Driven Person Podcast. This podcast is made for leaders unwilling to give up their desires to be purpose driven. Guys, I made this show for a compass for you to have more purpose in leadership through four concepts, creation, communication, collaboration, and connection in both business and in life. My name is Matthew Leland Cox. I'm the founder of Never Give Up Youth Healing Center, Never Give Up Wellness Center, and Never Give Up Foundation. You can find me at MatthewLelandCox.com. Are you ready? Well, let's do this. Hey, Kevin, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. This show is all about purpose-driven, people that are purpose-driven about what they do in life. And I'm excited about the topic we're going to be talking about. So, uh, Kevin, tell us where you're from first. Let's start there. Tell us a little about your background, where you're from, where you grew up. I'm a physical therapist based in Modesto, California. I was born in Florida, but I spent most of my childhood near Washington, D.C. So I've been all over. Washington, D.C. Wow. Was it cold in Washington or? Um, not really. <laughs> you, need, you get a blizzard every five years, but it's actually, it's, it's not the Great White North. Not the Great White North. That's good. And then uh, you grew up in Washington, D.C., and then you went out to California. Now, you're a physical therapist. Did you do your schooling in California or Washington? No, I actually went back to Florida for school. And then I, I traveled as a physical therapist. And I took contracts in different states. And oh, wow. right now, I'm finishing this, this contract here in Modesto, so Central Valley. So you, you do a lot of traveling in, in your career. So what kind of physical? Is it just recovery, everything, physical therapy-wise? or? A lot of a lot of people who have been hospitalized or have been in ICU, hmm. uh, you get some strokes, you get some joint replacements, COPD, kidney disease. It's it's kind of a little bit little bit of everything. Wow. Okay. So um, now it, it's really exciting that you you're a physical therapist and you're helping people. So naturally, you just help you like helping. I yeah, I like getting results. All right, cool. And, you know, in this journey, I want to jump into some of the things you've experienced through your journey. Now, we're going to be talking about weight loss, eating, and some of the things you've found through your journey, uh, figuring this out. Um, so when it, when it comes to eating and weight loss, what have you seen working with people or yourself? Tell us a little about that. What works is giving yourself time to change instead of 
trying to lose a lot in a short amount of time or trying to overhaul your entire life in, in one day, that usually doesn't work. I like to, I like people to make small changes and then those small changes over time lead to a massive change. So look for a 1% change. Fix a small habit first before you start fixing these bigger habits. If you can't fix something small, how can you, how can you fix something that's, that's big? So I don't recommend these plans that say lose, lose five pounds your first week or 20 pounds your first month. I think those actually backfire and cause more weight gain in the future. So yeah, it, it causes uh, depression on top of it. Cause if you start something, you can't do it. Uh, you're, you're going to get frustrated and just throw the tail in. Right. Right. And so you want to do that now being a physical therapist and going into it, you're also now a coach. Is that what you, you, what, what do you call, is it weight loss coach, life coach? What, what do you, I, I guess if you want to name eating disorder coach or eating psychology coach or I love it. I love <laughs> a it. healthy eating coach, whatever, whatever, whatever title you want to use. It's fine. That, and that, that's good. Cause I want people to understand this is a huge thing. We were talking about this earlier. There's not a lot of people that can, they, they do these fad diets. They do these things that really, you know, they're all over the internet through everywhere, but percentage wise, how do you, how much success do you think people have on these fad diets? In terms of long-term, yeah, long-term way, let's just say if we took somebody on a regular diet and followed them for a year, not very good. I would say maybe one in five and, are and, gonna get the result that they want. And that's hard. One in five, they're going to, they're going to really push it. That one person out of five people. Now um, you, you personally went through some experience. How much weight did you have to work on? What tell us a little about your story, your journey through all this. Yeah. My, my story started when I was normal. I didn't have a lot of weight to lose, but mm -hmm. I just, I became really interested in, in health and nutrition, fitness, and, uh, which was, which was fine. I, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I was in college. And then I found that, oh, this is really interesting. That was, that was fine, but then the execution was off. And I started to lose weight. My health started to decline. I had no testosterone and couldn't build muscle mass. So my health was worse and I was less healthy than when I started. But then all, that really regimented type of eating, what I call orthorexia, ended up leading to multiple eating disorders in my 20s, like binging purging and binging fasting or binging, <laughs> binging without fasting or uh, chewing and spitting, whatever. I mean, name of the behavior and I did it. So then I, then I did gain weight. Then I tried to lose it through really restrictive methods and then that backfired. And it, it was just this constant roller coaster for eight or 10 years. Wow. So up and down, you, you, you got interested in weight loss and it kind of took you a whole nother journey. And I didn't get, I didn't get interested in weight loss per se. I became interested in the, in nutrition and physiology because okay. um, I didn't have weight to lose to begin with. So that's, that's the irony of it all. If, if I had never changed anything, I would have never had that experience. So what, what, what changed your method of thinking? How did you get out of this rut that you created? I realized that I didn't need any specific diet. No one food was the problem. I didn't need 
I didn't need to have a perfect life. I didn't need to have perfect circumstances. What I needed to do was start challenging some of the beliefs I had. Like, this is not important enough to change today, or I can wait until tomorrow, or now is not the time. There's always a reason to delay change. Of course, I like to, I like to dream about the change. I just didn't want to do it because that required some work. That required tough decisions. That required me to get out of my comfort zone. But that took me, that, that mindset, that change in my mindset took me a greater part of a decade. Okay. So tell us a little about, um, take us through the process of you, you went through this, then you figured this out. How do you help a client take us from start to finish? Cause it's, we were talking about this earlier. I think it's all in the mind to begin mm-hmm. with before it's in what you put in your mouth. Cause you're not going to change what you put in your mouth unless you start here. Right. Right. So tell us what you came up with. Cause you've, as a coach, or if we call it a coach, right. <laughs> as a coach, you've taught people or you're teaching people what you've done to overcome this or manage it. Should we say manage it? Cause it's, we don't truly overcome it unless we start managing it and working on I, it. I, I think, yeah, I think at first it, it's, it is about management. Mm-hmm. But the goal is to eliminate the behavior for good. Okay. Uh, so how do I how do I start? I start with the beliefs that they have. I also like to talk about the language that they use to describe it. So it's like quit quit labeling different foods and quit mm. labeling days as good and bad. Or I had a good day, I had a bad day. So be careful of that language. Also, I want them to be aware of the thoughts and the excuses in their own head. What's, what thoughts are driving this behavior? So be conscious of what you're thinking. Also be conscious of the times when you're the most vulnerable. Like what, what are these triggers? That's the word we'd like to use. What, what circumstances drive this behavior? Um, when do you typically engage in this behavior? So it's about making them more conscious and more aware of what they're doing. Okay. And this is good because, you know, I can relate uh, dealing with food. I, I have that same behavior and I agree. So there's certain triggers for me when I'm highly stressed, I start going to the fridge or uh, it's usually in the evening for me. That's the time I have to be really conscious of. So um, for me, I have to uh, know, hey, it's six o'clock. Uh, it's, I'm not going to eat after seven. I'm going to bed because there's nothing that happens good after seven. <laughs> Usually not, you know, and that's, that's a familiar complaint. Yeah, and so I like that you're using, uh, you know, what, what you say. Now, let's dive in a little about that. What, be careful of what you tell yourself. Tell us about that a little bit more depth. Yeah, don't, don't let an episode or a few bad choices define your entire day. Mm-hmm. So, for example, let's say you read a little bit one night and say, oh, I was having a good day and then I screwed up. Well, be careful of that language. It's like you made you made a bad decision you, or you, you did something that was not in line with your, your goals, but does that invalidate the entire day? I would, I would say no. Maybe a lot of good things happened yesterday, but don't let that one decision make it a bad day or, or say, for example, oh, I was doing really well. And then the only, I had a bad food. Like, what was that? I was like, well, I had some cake or whatever, or whatever. you know what I mean? Um, quit, quit categorizing things. Quit being so black and white. 
you know, it's it's not bad. It's just you didn't make the optimal decision and you can make better decisions in the future. Well, and the cool thing is, is what you're saying is that, hey, you had the cake, uh, but you, did, you the first part of the day was great, you know, have yeah. a successful part of the day. But it's also uh, knowing that it's baby steps. And I think a lot of times we get on ourselves and the worst critic for us is ourselves. We beat ourselves up. Mm -hmm. uh, we have this expectation that's unrealistic because uh, media has hardwired it. We have to look a certain way, feel a certain way. And it's really your own journey. Did you did you have to come to grips to that? That it's your journey, not anybody else's, and stop comparing. Did, did you have any issues with comparing, or have you had any clients that do that? Where they compare? I, I think I think we all compare, especially in the age of social media. And you look at these Instagram stars, and they have these perfect bodies. And I think that initially altered my behavior in my early twenties. Mm -hmm. I, I think we're all impressionable at that age we all have our own insecurities and why why don't i have that why am i not that good and i it's impossible i think to completely avoid that game yeah. the comparison game unless you want unless you just want to turn off the internet and <laughs> not consume any media whatsoever uh it, it's hard because you're always going to see something that you don't have that you want i think that's how our brains are are hardwired our brains are not hardwired for satisfaction hmm. Because it's 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 like a ratchet, you know. You you achieve one level, and then you want the next level, and then the next level, and then the next level. Um, so yes, there is that comparison, and I I don't think uh, I don't think social media helps. No. But I don't think I don't think the answer is to eliminate social media or blame social media. I think the the answer to that is to reprogram your own thoughts. Yeah, because if I see one of these social media stars, it's just training our thoughts, saying, "Wow, they look good," and move on and and not obsess on it, not look at it um, and say, I wish. Um, because a lot of times, you know, I know in every field that we're in, there's always somebody that uh, has something we want. I like how you said that. We're always looking at, hey, we want to be better. We want to feel better. We always want optimate health, right? Uh, but to get that, it, it, it's not as hard as we make it in our heads. It's, I think we're, the, we're our biggest roadblock. So how do you move that roadblock out of people's minds? Because I think we'll start something, we'll do it for a few days, then we have that frustration, then we stop, and then we and then somebody else tells us about something else. Then we start another fad. Yeah. What do you do to get people to stop doing that? I I ask them, what is it that you really want? Okay. You know, I don't think I don't think a lot of people know what they want. Yeah. So what what are some answers you hear from people when they, they you ask that question? Uh, well, there's a lot of hesitation because I don't think they they really know. But a lot of times, what they want is freedom. They want health. They want to be normal. They don't want to have addictive habits. Hmm. I, I, and those are those are all good things to have. But if you're chasing a, a certain body image, just ask yourself, why do I really want that? And am I, is that really going to make me happy? And am, am I really, am I willing to sacrifice everything else just to achieve that? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not worth it. Maybe you see somebody who has a really great body, but then you realize that they spend three hours a day in the gym. Mm, okay, well, maybe it's not worth it. Maybe I can be satisfied with something else right. that takes a fraction of the effort. So you don't, you don't see the effort and the background story. All you see is that final result. Yep. And um, so maybe, maybe it's not worth it to you. 
you know, because everything, everything comes with the cost. So if, yeah, if you want to spend three hours in the gym each day, that's fine. But that's three hours that you're not doing something else. Yeah. So what, what really matters to you? What is it that you really want? What are you willing to fight for? Yeah, and it, it's funny you say that because I have a lot of good friends that are in the UFC. They do a lot of exercise and they do. They spend all day in the gym working out. And we only do see the aftermath of it. Like we see them and go, man, you're so fit. But if you ask them, they said, man, I've, I've kicked, I've worked my butt off to get here. And it didn't just start yesterday. It started like years ago. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was hours a day for, you know, six days a week for the last two years. And so if you want that, you can, yeah, you can do that, but it's going to take a tremendous amount of sacrifice. And most, now do you find most people, do they have the ability to sacrifice and do that? Or is it, it, are we in majority of us are we not it's kind of like I, I will never be a long distance runner you know unless mm-hmm. I'm from a country that I'm just hardwired to do that I'm not six foot I don't have long legs um, but maybe if I put the time into it but it's like what you said I don't want to be a long distance runner. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to put the time into it so if I want to be that fitness six ab really big huge I'm going to have to put the time into it right yeah, it, it, be honest with yourself. Like, do yeah. you have do you have the body type to be? Oh, yeah, a no, I'm runner? short, and and uh, I, I I played a lot of soccer when I was younger, so I was fast, but I would never be that long distance. And and the reason I'm using this example, it's the same thing as when when they come into their is body type have a, a role in this weight loss and and habits because you know a lot, a lot of people I've had clients where I just they'll say, I've been fat all my life. I can't, it's how my genes are. That's one of the excuses I used to hear all the time. It's just how my family is. You, you ever get that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, blaming childhood or genetics. Mm-hmm. I, you, you can't change either, but you can, you can definitely get an optimal result. Yeah. You know, given the restraints that you have, but everybody has restraints. Okay. Nobody, nobody has the perfect genes. Nobody had the perfect upbringing nobody has perfect circumstances so given your restraints what is the what is the best outcome yeah what is so so think about that yeah so the best outcome is just looking at what we can control and can't control like if it's our genes we're gonna we're gonna figure out the best system for ourselves that gets the optimum results right exactly so if, if i go to the gym for example and i see a guy bench pressing you know 350 wow that's that's great that's a tremendous amount of athleticism there i am never going to bench press that okay i don't have the body type for it i'm five feet four inches um barely 130 pounds that's not my body type i have the long distance body type okay now can given those restraints can i improve my bench press if i really wanted to yeah i could maybe i could hit 200 maybe 220 but I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lift what some of these big guys are. You know, they got the the barrel chest and these these arms that are bigger than my thighs. Okay, that's that's their strength and they know that. But I know what my strength is. So follow your strengths and be honest and then double down on those strengths. Well, it, 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 did you ever have a? Do you get this saying? It's just not. It's not easy. You don't understand. Do you ever hear that? Yeah, well, it's not easy for anybody. 
Man, but but look at the look at the people who do have the results that you want. It wasn't easy for them. I, mean, I don't think it's easy for anybody. It's easy to look at the result with and ignore the struggle. Or, or it's like in business when you look at somebody who's doing really well. Yeah, but you don't see the last five years of sacrifice and struggle. All you see is that final result. You know, and I've I've worked with a lot of it's funny you say that, a lot of businessmen that come in and coached for weight loss they'll say that, man, I've been so successful in this area, but I'm, I suck in this area. Uh, you know, they'll sacrifice one area and not the other. So how does somebody be able to have both? Can they have both? Can they have a successful career and a successful health? Is it a, is it a balancing act? Uh, I think you can have both. It's just, if, if you're, if you're doing well in one area, but you're not doing well in another, you might have to hire a coach or a consultant. Maybe that's not your strength. Like, uh, for example, a lot, of, a lot of men, they do really well in business, but then their personal lives are terrible. They don't know how to handle women. They don't know how to communicate with women. They don't know how to read women. You know, they're, they're, they're total betas in that area. But when it comes to business, they're awesome. So I, I don't think everybody can, be, can excel in every area of life without some sort of mentorship or coaching you can't sit in a room and come up with the answers to life on your own you have to read books you have to learn you have to find people who have the result that you want um and and so it's interesting you say that because a lot of times people will think there's one way of doing it and and people do look at the end results they always just mm -hmm. they say i want that and they don't but then when you come in and maybe as a coach or as a trainer, I know some trainers, um, they'll start training you and they'll say, hey, this is going to take a while. But a lot of times we're hard driven. And I think this is just maybe it's Americans or maybe just people in general. Yeah. We, we'll, we'll get into it about two weeks and then we'll, we'll go back to bad habits. Uh, maybe a week of exercising, a week of eating. And, and what about the ones that, and this is the question I have is, what about the ones that we start all that, we get some results, we're seeing it, then we self-sabotage. Let's talk about a little bit about self-sabotaging. Oh, I, well, I think it starts with why are you doing this? You know, what's, what's your why power? You know, what's, your, what's your compelling reason? Why are you starting this journey? Because it's not always going to be easy. And I think those first two weeks, it's kind of fun because the initial results come easily. So then we feel motivated, but then we hit a roadblock and then it's easy to end the journey there. So you need to start with the expectation that there are going to be challenges, that it's not always going to be easy. And when, when you do reach that, that, that roadblock or that challenge, what is your plan then? What is going to compel you to keep going? So what's, what's your big why? Have an important why. So if it's just, I want to look good for a wedding, maybe that's not compelling enough. You know, maybe it's your, your mom and your grandma died of diabetes and you don't want to die of that. You know, have, have a big why to, to keep you going in those, in those bad times. So what was your big why, Kevin? Was it uh, health? Was it longevity? What, what made you keep going when you hit those walls? 
It was, it was a lot of them. I, I wanted to be healthy and I was healthy earlier in my life. And so I wanted to restore that. I wanted to re regain what I had lost. I didn't, I wanted control over my life. I wanted control over my health. I was a personal trainer in my mid twenties and then a physical therapist later. So I wanted to live my message. I wanted to be authentic. I wanted to do triathlons again. So I had, I had all of those. I had a lot of whys. So a lot of people, when they hit those walls, what did it, what was it like when you would hit those walls? Would you, would you start doing some self affirmations? Walk us through it. Cause that's where I think most of us that have struggled with this will hit walls and will say, uh, I've had a bad day, stress, whatever. And, and you're talking about the why has to be bigger. Yeah. So walk through what it was like. So I know you had those moments where you just wanted to say, screw everything. Well, how did you get through it? For many years, I didn't get through it. Okay. And I think it's because I didn't have an important enough why. I think for a long time, it was just, I wanted to lose the weight and look better. And I don't think that's a really, really good why. And I don't think it's enough for a lot of people. They might say that, but it's not. And so when I sabotaged myself, I said, it's okay. I can always start next week, next month, next year, next, whatever. Thing is, next week turns into next year, next decade. And you, you've wasted a lot of time. So when my why became a lot more important, you know, like having control and, and doing the right thing because it's the right thing, not because somebody's watching and not because... I'm going to look a certain way, but because it's the right thing and doing the right thing is, is enough. Like, I don't need to have another reason. It's just, it's the right thing to do. You know, if, if you, if somebody drops $20, you give it back. Or if the cashier doesn't count the money correctly, you correct the mistake. Why? Because it's the right thing to do. Okay. Is there any more motivation for that? I don't think, you, I don't think you need another reason. No, I think you hit it. And I, I think that's the biggest thing is, as uh, when we're going through this journey, because weight loss and eating, it's a big issue. I mean, there's a lot of people throughout my career coaching um, I've dealt with. And even personally, I've worked through it. And that why <clears throat> I like that you said that that why has to be so big for us, that it motivates us when we do hit that wall. Because it's just like a runner. It's called the runner's wall, you're going to start running say a three mile race, you're going to hit a wall and you got to endure through it. And, and this weight loss journey is no different. Uh, I remember in 2000, I think it was 2002 or three, I, I almost hit up to 300 pounds. I almost got to that point. <clears throat> and I did that. I, I remember sitting there going, okay, what is my reasoning of doing this? And my buddy took me in and I was, he goes, let's start doing triathlons. And you, you're doing triathlons. I'm like, what? I can't even, what are you talking about? <laughs> And that was our journey. He, we would every, we worked at the hospital at the time and every, every lunch we'd go out and start training. We'd go swim and we'd go do something. And we did it for about a year and I lost um, over a hundred pounds just doing triathlons. Wow. But I had a why and I'm, I'm going what you're saying. And, and there was days, you know, I'd, I'd rather eat the bag of M&Ms or do, cause it was tough times. I, I just went through a divorce right then and 
And so there was a lot of things going through that it was easier to go drink a lot of, uh, I think at that time in college, it was Dr. Pepper. That was my favorite uh, vice. And, and so the journey, it, it's real for people because this, this is, I was excited to interview Kevin because this is a huge thing for people. Uh, people that, that have came into my office and, and sat down as weight loss. Hey, I want to, and it, and it always starts with what we said earlier they want to look like somebody. And so then we would have to go through and say, is that really the reason? And we'd have to dig through and say, why are you doing it? And so I love this. I love that you're going out. This is a huge thing for people that once you can conquer this area in your life, you can do anything um, when you control it and, and manage it. So what I want to kind of bring to it is what can a client do to work with you because I think everybody needs a coach. I just, I do. I honestly, uh, I've seen it over the years. I have a coach. Um, how can they get coaching from you? They can go to kevinbursiaga.com forward slash empowered eating. And they can find me on YouTube. My channel is Kevin Bursiaga. Now on your YouTube channel, what do you, do you address these things in deeper? Do you, do you go through, what do you teach on your YouTube channel? I talk a lot about eating disorders, um, healthy living, eating psychology. So anything from binge eating to bulimia uh, to orthorexia. Okay. Um, yeah. And in those areas, like you just mentioned some pretty severe uh, disorders. When you're in those, cause I, I haven't experienced that. I, I, I'm more, I have a love hate relationship with food. So I just, I do more of the overeating, but bulimia and anorexia, do, is there some denial in that when you're stuck into that root and, and, and then that habit is, is there denial there for a while? I wouldn't, I wouldn't say so much denial, but there's, um, cause I think most people who have that problem realize they have a problem, okay. See, but I, I, I think, I think the problem is, is this urgent enough to fix now okay. or it, can I wait? Can I wait? Can I wait a little longer? And that was me always waiting, always planning, always dreaming. So, so I like, I like that my clients overcome that. So they're in, you're in a mindset of wait, so I can, I can go a little longer. I can quit yeah. time. Yeah. Waiting becomes its own addiction. Okay. It's like you're addicted to, to the waiting game. You're addicted to dreaming. And, and you, you hit that earlier too. I think it's on both ends. You said a lot of times we'll wait, Hey, I can start tomorrow again. I can wait till next week. I have this event coming up, so I want to eat. So I'm going to wait till the week after. So, it yeah. sounds like that waiting game's kind of all over the place. That we yeah, and, and that's 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 your brain working because your brain is a protective mechanism. The hmm. so waiting is the safer option instead of taking action. It, it's like it's like diving into a cold pool. Like you know it's gonna sting. Oh. So you just you stand on the pool deck and do an hour of stretches. Do you think it is, do you think it's the human side of us that we're so worried about giving up something that we feel that we can't live without it or our vices? Yeah, they've, they've shown that we are more, we're more afraid of losing than we are excited about gaining. So the brain is loss averse. We would, we would rather not lose something than to gain something. And that's like playing not to lose instead of playing to win. And the brain is designed to play not to lose. 
Well, and that's the biggest thing is we'll fight for whatever we need to uh, keep in our lives, but we won't give up the things we know we should. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's unfortunate, but that's, um, that's going to be the challenge of all of our lives is overcoming our brain's natural instincts and our brain's natural disposition. And if you can do that, you're going to live an awesome life. Well, I, I'm excited. This is cool. This is a huge thing you do. This is very purpose driven. It's it just excites me when somebody takes something like this and drives and has a purpose in life to help others. And um, I'm, I'm excited for your clients because you're, you're helping people save their lives, to be frankly honest. Um, it, it's a life saving thing you're doing because I don't think people look at it that way. Um, you either take care of it now or you're going to spend a lot of time in the hospital later. Uh, dealing with other elements if you don't take care of it now. And that's what I'd always tell clients. I says, do you want to, do you want to spend the money now with a trainer, with, with a coach, or do you want to spend it later when you have to go do dialysis or other things uh, because you let it go? So either way, there's a cost. Uh, Cause a lot of times when I'd say, Oh, Hey, my coaching program's this, they'd be, man, that's a lot of money. I says, well, either way you got to invest into yourself. I don't ever tell them it costs that. I says, invest into yourself. So is it important for them to invest into themselves through this journey? Is it, has it been a lot of investment for you? Oh, tremendous. I mean, just in terms of time and energy and the money I spent, I hired my own coaches, my own consultants to get to this point. Cause I, I started, I started this business or at least I started planning this business over two years ago and I'm just now getting the momentum that I wanted. So it's not, not something that you start overnight takes a lot of preparation. I had to develop my myself and I had to develop my own offer, my own messaging. So that, that was a long journey. Was it worth it? I think so. Yeah. And I, <clears throat> I think it's going to do a lot of good for people. Now you have your website as well. So you have your YouTube channel. Can it get a hold of you through your website and Facebook as well? Yeah, I'm on Facebook, Kevin Daniel Bursiaga. Okay. Um, so I have a business page there and then all my YouTube videos have contact information in the description box. And then if you go to my website, you just, you click the link and it goes straight to my calendar. So I am very easy to find. Good. All that's, right. That's, that's, good. that's intentional. <laughs> <laughs> and I like it. And if, uh, and one of the things I just want to tell the listeners, if you're struggling with anything, uh, weight loss, addiction, uh, that, that's what Kevin does. He's going to help you through what is causing you to hold on to those things and, and help you find some freedom, right? And, and, and it's a journey. So I, I want them to understand it's not just a quick fix thing. It's, it, this is a lifestyle that you're gonna teach them, right? That, exactly. So it's a, whole, it's a whole system. So it's not just like eat this, don't eat that. Yeah. I think it goes a lot deeper than that. They don't, they don't need more meal plans. They don't need yeah. more knowledge. I think what they need is more execution and implementation. Oh, I'm glad you said that because those those meal plans and all those bad things drive us crazy, right? Yeah, if but if you don't, if you can't control what you're eating, what good is the meal plan? Yep, it's all about control. It's 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 looking at what, and and here's the thing that I want them to understand is, it, that's why you get a coach. Control is if I'm having a moment and I'm, hey Kevin, hey I need some help. Walk me through this. Walk me off a ledge. Why am I feeling this way? And, and that's, that's where a coach is going to come in, correct? To kind of explore those feelings, right? Exactly. Give you, give you more clarity. Give you those, those aha moments. Yeah. And, 
And, and, and I, I'm telling you, and I'm hoping that if you're struggling with that, you really reach out to Kevin because he's going to really walk you through it and he's going to help you understand where you need to go and that why. And that's, I think that's the biggest thing, Kevin, you being a purpose-driven person is you help people find the why throughout their life. Uh, why is it occurring? Why is that happening? Yeah, exactly. There, I think there's a why for everything. You weren't born like this. Something happened on the way. And what what thoughts what thoughts are driving this? Or what I should say, what beliefs are driving this? There's some belief in there that compels you to do this. And let's start challenging them. And you break down that belief system and you start really getting them to look at that belief system. Exactly. And that's that's where I like to start with awesome. my clients instead of focusing on, you know, the weight loss and the nutrition. That comes a lot later. Oh, that's cool, man. I'm I'm excited. Well, Kevin, I'm excited. And, and if, is there anything you want to leave with them? You know, we have a pandemic going on right now. Eating is going up. What are, what are three things you can leave with the, the, the listeners that can help them through this and also why they need to work with you or reach out with you? Do something today to start making progress. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to transform everything. You don't have to overhaul your entire life. You don't have to clean out your kitchen. Start making better decisions today. And those small decisions make a big difference over time. So start today, be consistent and be patient with the process. It's easy. That's as simple as it is, is start baby steps, right? One yeah, step start, start, start turning that crankshaft. <laughs> I like it. Well, Kevin, I appreciate you being on the show. And I'm, I want to have you back because I want to do these shows where we check in and maybe have shows with you, giving us the tip of the day and showing us what we can do uh, because it's huge. Weight loss is big for me. And, uh, and in my, my career as mental health, uh, we see it all day. And that's usually the uh, 360 when it comes to mental health. 360 health is starts with the body first, then the mind. Because uh, there's usually something out of line in the body. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, yeah. And it causes our mental health. So I appreciate being on the show today. It's been yeah. it's good stuff. I'm excited. Um, if if you want to get a hold of Kevin, reach out to him. Go to his Facebook and go to his YouTube channel. Definitely subscribe to his YouTube channel because he's going to give you lots of knowledge there, lots of information. And then you can also reach out to him on his website, which is what is your website? One more time. KevinBruceYaga.com forward slash Empowered Eating. There you go. I love it. Empower Eating. And this is what it's all about. This is not no fad diet. I want you to understand this. It is not something that's just going to be a quick fix. It doesn't happen overnight. Kevin is going to take you from start to finish. He's going to show you how to do it and hold your hand through it. Uh, he's not just going to give you another meal plan. He's going to work with you from the inside out. He's going to help your mind, then your body, and then you're going to get the results. So this is what you want to work with, Kevin. And again, Kevin, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for inviting me. You bet. We'll take care. And uh, always remember out there, if you're listening, never give up and continue to do what you do. Thank you for listening. And until next time, see you later. Hey, guys, thank you for listening to the Purpose Driven Person podcast. Something I said today resonated with you. Head over to my website. I would love to give you a free gift to download. But you can also email me at purposedrivenperson at gmail.com. And don't forget to head over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And remember, guys, always continue to push your dreams and never give up. I'll see you next time. Take care.